as we begin ordinary time in this year, 2023. The Gospel of Matthew is our guide. In today's selection from chapter 4, Jesus goes up to the north in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, where he chooses his first four apostles. Now, why does he go up north to these two particular areas? And why are they named? Because there's obviously a connection with the first reading where there's a prophecy from Isaiah that Jesus would do that. It has to do with the history of Israel because when God made his promises to David in the year 1000 BC, he said, your kingdom, and that would be the 12 tribes, would last forever. Unfortunately, what happened after Solomon's death was the 10 northern tribes were separated from the two southern as a result of political infighting. They were opposed to each other, and so that was the first division. In the year 722, just a few hundred years later, a devastating event happened because the Assyrians came and they conquered those 10 tribes. They dispersed them among the Gentiles. And of course, their children would intermarry with those Gentiles so that they were scattered among the nations. And they no longer could identify those 10 tribes called the Lost Ten Tribes of Israel. A couple hundred years later, in 586 BC, Babylon came and conquered the southern two tribes and put them into exile as well. So God's promise that David's kingdom would last forever was in shambles. So how is that going to be reversed? Here we begin the reversal. Jesus goes to the two tribes of the north that were first conquered by Assyria. That's why it's referred to the land of darkness, deep darkness. The people lived in deep darkness because of the sadness of being conquered by pagans. And Jesus is going to begin there, and he's going to deliberately choose 12 apostles to begin the regathering of a new kingdom of all peoples under God. And Christ, of course, is God. That's why he goes to the north and begins in the land of deep darkness. For us, that is encouraging because sometimes we can be in deep darkness for whatever reason. Discouragement, despair, tragedy. And we think, where is God? But God is right there in our darkness. When you look at the saints, for example, St. Augustine, he was in deep darkness with sexual immorality. He was following a heretical sect, he was completely lost. But because he was in darkness, he felt it. And that began to open him to finding God and the Catholic Church. Well, let's now focus on the call of these four, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. In today's Gospel from Matthew chapter 4, it seems absolutely remarkable unbelievable to us that these four immediately dropped their nets to follow Jesus. Well, that's not the full story. We get the backstory in John's Gospel, chapter 1, where we hear that there were some steps that had to be taken first before they were able to drop their nets in today's Gospel. 
I will read the passage in John chapter 1, which identifies those what are called thresholds that they had to cross over on their way to becoming intentional disciples. We begin in verse 35 of John chapter 1. So now we're in the south where John the Baptist just baptized Jesus. Now, what does John do next? He points to his own disciples and he says, Behold, and then he points to Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's the first threshold that these disciples of John the Baptist had to cross so that they would no longer follow John the Baptist, but Jesus. They trusted John the Baptist. They were his followers after all. And so they said, well, if that's what you're saying, we will trust you and, and begin to approach Jesus. That's called building a bridge of trust. And that's the first threshold on our way to full discipleship at least most people. And in fact, studies by sociologists of religion have identified five thresholds that most people cross over before they become true intentional disciples. The first one is building a bridge of trust. Let's quote the verse. The next day, John the Baptist was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, what do you seek? Now there's the second threshold, which is curiosity. Because these two disciples of John the Baptist trusted John, they were now curious. They were intrigued. Who is this Jesus? Let's go see. And they approach him. That's curiosity, an important step on the way to conversion back to John's gospel. Jesus says, what do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. There's the third threshold called openness. These two disciples of John the Baptist are now open to the teaching of Jesus. And they go and they say, where are you staying, Rabbi? Which means teacher. They're open to being changed. Well, as the text goes on to say, they came and saw and they stayed with Jesus that whole day. Now there's the fourth threshold called spiritual seeking. They stayed the whole day seeking who is this Jesus. And that's an important threshold as well. The person moves from being essentially passive to actively seeking to know God. What's sometimes called dating with a purpose. It's not yet marriage, but it's seeking. Those are the four thresholds that these four disciples had to pass through in the Gospel of John before they went up north, and then they were ready for the fifth threshold, which was dropping their nets. And we pick up the story in today's Gospel from Matthew. Chapter 4, when Jesus is up north, he sees the four Immediately, they dropped their nets and followed Jesus. Now, there's a book written that summarizes these studies called Forming Intentional Disciples by Sherry Waddell, The Thresholds of Conversion. It's important for us to know this as a family of parishes so that we can help people 
traverse these thresholds. The first threshold to remember is building a bridge of trust. That's what we can do, because we have faith, we're here, we believe in Jesus, but we need to welcome people. Let's say someone's new or just thinking, what is all of this? The first threshold is building a bridge of trust. If we're welcoming to them, we're warm and compassionate with joy, we're people of integrity, and we reach out to them in a relationship with them. That's building a bridge of trust, like John the Baptist did with his two disciples. When we look at our mission statement, our vision, that we recently discerned, these thresholds were in our minds. So what is our vision statement? Welcoming communities, encountering Christ, sharing faith, and caring for all. Notice those thresholds are right in our vision statement. Welcoming community, that's building a bridge of trust. Hopefully we can live that out. Encountering Christ, that's those stages of curiosity and openness and seeking. Sharing faith, well, we have to do that as intentional disciples ourselves, like John the Baptist did. He shared his faith. He knew who Jesus was, and he shared it with his own disciples. And then caring for all. When we care for the poor and those who are in trouble, word gets out that this is a caring community, and that builds a bridge of trust. So what are we doing here now as a family of parishes to help these people come into our family and go through these thresholds? Four particular ministries are highlighted that we're acting right now. One is Alpha. Alpha is a really wonderful program because it does instantiate some of these thresholds. We begin with a dinner, and that's helping to welcome people and build a bridge of trust because when a person comes to Alpha, they stay with the same table, a group of people for the 11 sessions, the 11 weeks, which means they're building friendships. So begin with a dinner, and then there's a video which simply introduces who Jesus is, and that sparks their curiosity and hopefully openness and seeking. And then there's table discussion among that, those same group about faith, about life, about struggles, hardships, and joy in knowing Christ. That helps people go through those thresholds. So that's Alpha. Charisms is another one which is important because if you have a charism, let's say hospitality, you can really exercise that in a deliberate way which helps to build a bridge of trust. Or if you have the gift of teaching, that helps people go through that seeking, understanding who Christ is, and so on. There's many, many charisms, so we need to know what they are. Small groups, we're trying to emphasize that you belong to a small group so that when a person is on the outside and seeking to gain entrance into our community, they might not go to Mass, but they will go to a small group, especially if you meet at your home. And you just start by making friends and then talking about faith and praying. Then, when they trust you, you can introduce them to the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And finally, we're going to introduce a new retreat called Christ Renews His Parish. This May, we'll have a retreat available, and that will be a, an ongoing program so that, again, people can encounter Christ through this retreat experience. The effect of all these thresholds of conversion is that people come into our community and they become integrated. 
united with us. Today we begin the week of Christian unity, and unity is built on conversion. When we're all converted to Christ and his church, we become one body, and that's what God desires. That's why the second reading from St. Paul to the Corinthians, he emphasized to his own community, don't be divided. He says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. What were they doing there in that community? Well, some were following Paul, some were saying, no, I follow Cephas. There's division. Others say, no, I'm following Apollos. And all of a sudden, you've got hardships and arguing and so on. So, as we begin this year of 2023, let's keep all this in mind. I encourage you to read the book by Sherry Waddell, Forming Intentional Disciples. That's going to be how we try to bring people into our family, and build our community to the glory and praise of God.